Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another mini-sode. I'm Steven. This is Troy. And uh, so, yeah, we, we have a lot, but also not much to talk about today, apparently. Um, I, uh, I'm drinking. Uh, I am having some gin with some sweet and sour here. I guess it's a gin gimlet. I don't know. Uh, are you drinking? No, I, I did yesterday. <laughs> so I, so this is what happened. So I had, I had just a little bit of, um, of whiskey left and I started pre-gaming. When I say pre-gaming, I mean, like I was in the middle of like the, almost all the way through my first drink. So I wasn't that far through it. Um, uh, cause I thought we were going to record, um, and instead of, and then when we decided not to, I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to, you know, I, I didn't want to just have one drink. So I ended up drinking the rest of it, which I, you know, didn't have, a, uh, didn't have a lot left, but I had like probably three and a half drinks worth. So, um, so, <laughs> um, that's enough to keep but, you feeling all right though. Yeah, no, I feel it was great. Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, but no, I'm not not drinking tonight though. Um, yeah, uh, I will explain why we didn't. We were supposed to record last night. And I'll explain why we didn't <laughs> here real soon. Uh, but first, let's uh, let's get into it real quick. Let's get into some Blu-ray talk. I, I know you have some stuff to talk about, and I do too. Um, I'll go ahead and get mine out of the way this time. I bought. See one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen Blu-rays in the last two weeks. Very nice. Um, some are old, mostly old. Some are new. Um, the newest one is Jacob's Wife. You okay. Heard, you ever heard of Jacob's Wife? I've seen it in rotation. Uh, it's a Shutter exclusive, isn't it? It is, and, and the Ooh. cool thing is, is that most Shutter exclusives you can actually get on Blu-ray, and I appreciate that from them yes i don't know anything about it though but um oh it's great it's one of my top movies of the year yeah it's a vampire movie right it is it's a vampire movie it's a vampire okay. movie about a um i guess he would be anglican um uh, minister's wife becomes a vampire uh, okay and it, it delves into like you know uh marriage and a, a woman's role in a marriage and a woman's role, especially in a Christian marriage. Um, and she, you know, through vampirism, she kind of rebels against that. Um, it's, it's a really good movie. I think you would actually really enjoy it. Um, and of course there is our um, Nosferatu or, or Count Orlock like vampire in it. You get to okay. see it. Yeah. Um, it's the same woman who played Valak and the nun. I don't really like the nun, but she was cool as the nun. <laughs> okay, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, I agree with you there. Um, I think that circles back to um, I won't just like I won't segue into James Wan, but I'm saying that yeah, I'm not a huge fan of him, so I agree with you on on the nun. Yeah, uh, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, I, yeah. That is probably one of my least favorite Conjuring movies, and I don't really like a Conjuring universe, so that's saying something. Um, Feel that. The next one is 28 Days Later. I found that. Very nice. 
and I almost got 28 weeks later, but I passed because I want to, uh, I'll get it eventually. It was just like, it was like $9.99 each. I was like, I don't know. Uh, Are those on uh, boutique labels? I have no idea, actually. Okay. Um, and then these are, this is one of my favorites out there. Uh, it's actually directed by Bill Paxton. It is Frailty. Frailty? Ah, that's the only one I know he's ever directed. Frailty is amazing. Yeah, Frailty is yeah. real good. I love Frailty. Me too. Um, I like. I think he should have directed more, especially more like horror thrillers. That was fantastic. Um, I remember seeing it as like a kid. My mother showed it to me, and I was in love with it then i didn't know very many people knew about it until say, eight years ago something like that um, yeah it's i i feel like it 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 could cater to a lot of people's uh interests in many different things whether that's um like definitely like true like i feel like it's a movie that um is definitely underrated for people who are really interested in true crime because it just i keep thinking about like how how incredibly I, I if they told me that this was based off of a true case i would completely believe whoever says that like without looking anything up um it seems like it's based off of a true event or case I mean, or something. it's based off a true case kind of like how texas chainsaw massacre is based off that game <laughs> very like, very ambiguously yeah that like be an there are there are killers out there that have claim they are doing it in the name of god or the devil or whichever side in fact there's only one that i can think of that claimed in the name of devil uh that is richard ramirez i would say son of sam but son of sam did it in the claim of a dog yeah it's dog. <laughs> uh but richard ramirez did it in the name of the devil and uh he was a crazy fuck so whatever that should be an episode, though. Uh, it's at some point in time, we should write that down. Is um, based on a true story and exactly <laughs> what that means. Like based on a true story, like citation needed. That's what that should, episode should be called. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when it came to once again looping back around to the Conjuring universe. Oh God! Uh, oh yeah, yes, yeah, yeah based on a true story but you've you've edited it quite a bit like yeah they're not these heroic little people you know heroic christian soldiers coming in and saving everybody that you think they are but that's a different subject that i've already gone over also uh, the next one was kiss of the damned uh we right. watched that recently and i bought it almost immediately um, is that good it is. It's a it's a vampire movie that is also basically a softcore porn. Um, okay. <laughs> like, I'm here for it. Yeah. Like, if you, you if you need a vampire movie that will also get you going, it's a movie for you. Uh, hey. yeah, this this was pretty basic, but it's I had not picked it up yet. Scream Four. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 Oh, that's I'm surprised. I'm surprised they don't have um, big releases there. I mean, I know there's a collection, um, but they're not out on any big label. No, I suspect that the Scream franchise will get a release after Scream 5 on somewhere. That'd be really cool. Yeah, it would be really cool. Um, it also, like, it made me just think, uh, what could there be a thing going on with that and Nightmare on Elm Street? 
since they're both basically West, they're both West Craven franchises. Could there be like overlapping there? Why they haven't gotten releases? Do you mean on on physical media, like boutique media? Oh, um, I don't know. Um, you know, you make a good point. I'm tr- well. I'm trying to. There are a, there there are a few Wes Craven movies that are on oh, yeah. various blue or Blu-ray. Or, God damn it, blue teak labels. Yeah. Um, uh, the people under the stairs. Uh, Def, you know, most famously, um, I see a lot of, there was a kind of a big, big thing about the Hills Have Eyes and Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Um, sorry, more so Dawn of the Dead. I don't know why I was grouping the Hills Have Eyes in with that, but like Dawn, or Dawn of the Dead is not Wes Craven. I was getting the pictures of the boxes mixed up in my head. Holy shit. I wasn't going to say anything, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, no, uh, the Hills Have Eyes through some company i can't remember who i might have been arrow but i feel like i saw another label release it a children of or wait he why am i thinking children of the corn was i don't know why i'm so mixed up right now with movies what Wes craven definitely didn't uh, direct children of the corn is there a boutique release for either version of the last house on the left yeah i think so i'm pretty sure there is at least the original oh, Wes Craven's not. Um, <laughs> um, Deadly, Deadly Blessings, right? Yeah, yes. That. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I know that there are other ones for him. I want to know why I why immediately Children of the Corn came to mind when I think of Wes Craven. I could, see, I could actually see Wes Craven doing that, but also doing it better than it was done. I was just thinking, I think I was thinking, I was, you know, when I said people under the stairs. Yeah. And um, I was thinking of the, the children and it like made me think of children of the corn. I mean, that's, um, that's, that's fair. Honestly, that's fair. What um, I'm really curious about, about for, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street though, it's kind of crazy how no one's really tackled the set. If anybody would be doing it, I would assume. Yeah. I'm pretty sure someone will release another Halloween set before they do Nightmare on Elm Street at this point. Yeah. So what do you got to say about Blu-rays before we move on? Well, there's, <laughs> I'm ultimately really frustrated because um, I'm at a point in my life to where I really can't afford to spend too much more money right now on Blu-rays. Uh, a big reason for that is not necessarily for like important things per se, but with things we have coming up, like the Halloween party. I want to have a little bit of money for Scarefest. Um, I'm just kind of focusing funds on those. And it just, I feel like the, the, the I'm at a point in my life where I'm focusing money on other things for a brief amount of time. And it just so happens to be at that time, there's all these movies coming out that I'm just like, I would love to pre-order right off the bat. I, I don't think they're sold out but the first five Halloween movies on 4K, I would really like to get um, that full core box set from Severin is still available. And they, I think they said they're only making 2000 of those. Um, I'm not caught up on my vest, maybe 4,000. I'm not caught up on my Vestrons. Now I own every single Vestron labeled Blu-ray up until um little monsters and they just released three more um they released the wraith 
Um, and then they released, oh God, one with uh, one with uh, David Carradine and it's a vampire movie and hmm. like Cowboys or something. I can't remember the fucking name. And then another one. And so I'm, I'm a little bit behind there. Um, but Vestron Blu-rays are really cool. I like Vest, actually, you know what's so cool? I don't, I don't think I've ever really talked about Vestron Blu-rays is they get amazing, spe- amazing special features. I know this seems like really minor, but so I think everybody could agree. Howie Mandel is a pretty big name, like as far as um, like celebrities are concerned. Like he's a pretty big fucking name celebrity. Yeah. And the yeah, thing yeah. is, is about horror, like blue teak horror movies, you know, even Friday the 13th or your Halloween's or stuff that have people that were, you know, they started out here then became, you know, super famous. You don't see them come back to do special features like interviews or commentary, save Jamie Lee Curtis for Halloween, which she's graciously, um, you know, done new special features for Halloween, relatively speaking. Howie Mandel came back to do an interview for Little Monsters for their recent Blu-ray review um during like in 2019 or 2020 and it blows my mind that this is relatively you know the movie it didn't it, they're not expensive um Vestron movies are usually between 15 and 20 bucks a blu-ray which for like new slipcover blu-rays are, it's not expensive at all that's pretty good um they even go lower like sometimes like 12 13 bucks um but it just blows my mind that they were able to get Howie Mandel in for I think not only that, um, not not only that interview, but maybe something else. And they they don't get at least in my opinion they don't get a lot of recognition like Screen Factory or Arrow or Severin or um, Vinegar Syndrome. But I feel maybe that's just me, but like I think they're absolutely wonderful. And then, as we mentioned before, uh, going on, um, uh, Krampus is is coming. Excuse me, Krampus is coming out on Blu-ray um, in December, so that's exciting. Yeah. Also, um, actually, no. I was going to say, um, I don't know why it popped up in my head. Uh, when we were talking about the reviews for Halloween, that's been, I'm sorry, that's just been simmering in my mind about uh, talking about the new Halloween movie coming out. Um, you were saying about Variety's review. I keep seeing that one everywhere, but I haven't, I haven't read it. Mm. Well, yeah, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about some like new movies coming out and, and uh, stuff like that. Then yeah. Um, let, yeah, let's talk about that review real quick. Um, uh that reviewer looked down on horror and you, you just by the little pieces you can see like they don't like horror and that's fine with me but also i do not like it when it clouds a reviewer's like take on a film yeah like, I mean, it, it's part. Of, it's part of like one of my like one of my bones to pick with Roger Ebert. Like he would always just be like, "Oh, it's a trashy film." Blah, blah, blah. But like even Ebert like would would have respect for certain horror films, right? Like 
Yeah, for Hannah, sure. Hannah always talks about how much he loved boxing Helena, and, and, and that's one thing. He, he loved Halloween and all that stuff. But this person said that Halloween was just a ripoff of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And that is easily one of the worst takes I've ever seen on the evolution of slashers. Yeah, so um, I, I really do think that, you know, it would have been a much better comparison to compare Halloween to Black Christmas versus 100%. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I, that seems more... Uh, it's if if you if you were to claim that Halloween took the tropes more so of any movie, it would definitely be, um, it would definitely be Black Christmas. Yes, you know Texas Chainsaw Massacre is definitely in that group of proto slasher movies that you know had tons and tons and tons of influence yeah. on you know slasher movies that came after it halloween included there are tropes and aspects of it but i'm just saying and i don't like seeing stuff like that and and you know it makes me i don't know i feel like i see that with most people that um you know are really into film but they they're not you know mostly infatuated with horror movies and so that's why the reviews that i generally see that are poor Whereas, you know, maybe those people have points, but, you know, they, they are the same people who um, would not enjoy um, a lot of like the really terrible movies that I like that, that I, I would enjoy, you know, cause yeah. I, I come from enjoying um, still a lot of the bad sequels to a lot of, the, a lot of different slasher movies for various yeah. reasons. Um, um, but I was, yeah, I mean, but the thing is, if you look at like, you know, publications that are more horror centric and you'll see that they don't necessarily rave about it being the best movie ever. I was going to say, it's not like I'm sitting here and saying, oh, well, you should trust only the sources that are, you know, only horror. All of those people and all, all like, you know, Dread Central and Bloody Disgusting, um, those are the two I can really think up off the top of my head. There are others, obviously, you know, they're not, they're not saying it's the best movie ever, but they, they are saying it's a pretty fun slasher movie to watch. And if you enjoy slasher movies, you're, you're going to enjoy it. Another critique I kept seeing too, even from, uh, you know, even nerdier publications or horror movie publications, they, I, I, they say it feels like, I saw one review that said it feels like 100%, it feels like 100% of half a movie. They're like, it, 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 it's weird because it doesn't feel like it's completed. And I'm sitting here, I'm curious if those are with the knowledge that there's going to be a third one coming out. Did, I don't know if people forgot that there is Halloween ends coming out next year. And so I'm not really going to be too upset if the movie leaves on a cliffhanger. It's going to, of course. I mean, it has to, I mean, yeah, it, it, I know. And I get what that, I get what they mean by that too, because technically the first one, you know, Halloween 2018 did it, it wrapped itself up to where it had like, you know, it felt like it was a wrapped up definite conclusion. It felt like it could be yeah. its own movie with, you know, you weren't sure if there was going to be a sequel. You only kind of knew that because it was announced. 
but knowing that there is going to be a sequel, um, you know, uh, I'm not really too worried about that. And the yeah, only uh, reason, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was about to be like, I, I really bring up Star Wars and my love of Star Wars here, but like it, it's like if Empire Strikes Back were the last Star Wars movie. Like yeah. how unsatisfying would it be if you see Luke face Bader, he gets his hand cut off, and then he just like stares at a galaxy and that's it. Like that's the end of the fucking Star Wars franchise. Like that would be so unsatisfying. Like there's no answers to anything. Yeah, I maybe I'm sorry. This is the Empire Strikes Back of this like modern Halloween trilogy. Like it's gonna like Michael Myers is gonna do a lot of fucking killing, like a lot, like like more than we've probably ever seen. Because yeah, you know, it's, it's gonna have the highest body count. It is gonna absolutely have the highest body count. It's gonna have a lot of fucking blood and gore in it. Because look at that trailer. That trailer tells me everything. It tells me that like we probably saw maybe half the kills part of them in sure. that trailer. And it, it's gonna be brutal and bloody. And then the next one is going to be more about wrapping everything up. Yeah, I was gonna say, unless I'm misunderstanding, and I because unless I'm going based off of like headlines and stuff. No, I you know, I, I'm not that kind of person. I don't I don't typically just read a headline um and and go based off of that. I know that's a very common thing that people do all the time and uh, unfortunately, but this is this is for a movie review, and obviously I don't want to be I don't want to spoil anything. So let me ask you this. Um, with technology and what we've seen with maybe like the Mandalorian and episode nine and all these different different things, um, it's already well known that they shot some footage from you know 78 Halloween. They like they they recreated that night for this film. That's well known. Do you think we're going to see Loomis? Do you mean like, uh, do you, do you mean in a sense when you mentioned Star Wars, do you mean like a de-aged? Yeah. Well, I mean like, so he's, of course, Donald Pleasance is dead, you know, rest his soul. Right. Uh, But I I don't know if you mean like CGI or something. Yeah. Do do you think, cause like think of it, they already did it with Peter Cushing in Rogue One. I fucking hope they don't do it with, um, with donald pleasance and i if i'm just being honest with you i hope they get it i hope they pull a doctor sleep and i hope they choose i much prefer i much prefer um like i much prefer like that in doctor sleep over this because there's still like i was actually just watching a watching um uh vfx artists break down it's um the corridor crew they broke i don't know if you've ever watched the corridor crew but they break down visual effects shots and they do a lot they've done a lot on star wars and they'll do the best and the worst cgi of um just you know just you know just different videos and different movies and stuff yeah and uh they've they did uh they did Rogue One and they did, um, you know, Luke Skywalker and the Mandalorian and they, you know, did Princess Leia yep. from Rogue One as well. Um, and they just kind of point out a lot of different things. 
um, that, you know, here, it's like, for instance, they, they did their own deep fake version of Princess Leia, and it ultimately came out looking better than what was in the movie. They, well, it's, yeah. it's crazy. It is yeah. crazy. Um, so well, I really hope they, you know, if they are going to do that, I really hope they use an actor. I, and I don't think they have enough money in their budget to do CGI. That's the crazy thing is that it's getting cheaper and cheaper to do. Um, so, I mean, I, it's just a thought that I had a while back because I was watching, I was watching uh, the end of the Mandalorian again. And I don't, I don't hate that Luke Skywalker, but like, it's obviously CGI. Um, yeah, go watch Corridor Crew. They do, they, they redid that too and made it look better, which actually proves more your point because they were able, they're a smaller crew of professional VFX artists, mind you, like very well versed and knowledgeable about exactly what they do. But I'm just saying they were able to take, you know, um, they were able to take, you know, ILM's special effects and redid them themselves and did them better because in my opinion they're not going to be able to ignore loomis for two more movies oh no for sure no they had sartain to kind of like hold us off right like but but he turned out to be a you know a cartoon villain so uh (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's come on it's true um yeah He's fine. I, I like Sartain. I didn't mind that whole plot line. Everybody else hated it. But I was just like, yeah, I mean, I think it's the logical, like, next logical conclusion for someone who is, like, around Loomis all the time. Sure. It's the next logical conclusion of Malcolm McDowell's Loomis. Like, I hate him so much. <laughs> I, I mean, I get that. I think you're supposed, you're not supposed to like him. I get that. Fuck, I hate him so much. <laughs> not Malcolm McDowell. He played a great. It's like that's how great of an actor he is because. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, oh, I, 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 get it. I hated him so much. <laughs> All right. So we have talked about Halloween for like you know twenty minutes. Um, yeah. So let's move on. And real quick before we go, just is there any uh, like horror news or movies on your radar that you? Uh, Oh, well, aside from um, aside from Halloween coming out, that's what I'm, the one thing I was going to mention, too. Um, they decided to move the Venom Carnage movie to the first of Halloween. <laughs> I, you know, yes, I, you know, I'm sticking with that. The first of Halloween. The you first know, Halloween, you know, yeah. Yeah, you know, Halloween 1 through 31. I mean, you I know, call it, I call the first of October, uh, Halloween 32nd. That's second. Yeah, no, but October 1st is when they moved um, the Venom Carnage movie. I'm slightly interested in that. And that's coming from me being a, like a super comic book nerd. And I'm, I'm a little frustrated because it's not rated R. I think I saw some people talking about it being like, well, you know, the Spider-Man animated series. I'm like, dude, in the year of our Lord 2021, there have been many different carnage uh, books with Marvel come out, like one going extreme carnage. Um, you have um, the whole story with Null, the symbiote God, and carnage was literally ripping out people's spines to get what he called a codex to like summon the guy. He created a cult of people to tear out other people's spines so he could summon the God of the void to consume the earth. Like, 
<laughs> I'm saying that it he's it, it would have been more appropriate to to be rated R, and I understand why people are upset. But if you're upset, go read any of the recent comics. Marvel. I know people talk about DC all the time being dark. No, Marvel has R-rated comic books as fuck. There's, dude, like I won't go super into it. Immortal Hulk is extremely gory. It's like an R-rated comic book, if you can believe that. R Marvel does R-rated comic books all the time for public consumption. I will go ahead and talk about the thing I'm excited for that's out now. Okay. Uh, it's back. What we do in the shadows, season three. Oh uh, uh, yeah, fucking stoked! It's already great. It's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, just you know, give it a watch. All if you if you haven't yet, if you I really need to get into it, I don't know why I haven't yet. <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like I watched the TV show or I watched the movie. And I love the movie, so I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna watch the TV show. Um, You're right. So if you haven't, if you seen the movie no i haven't you know what's so terrible of me as a horror movie fan is that i'm never really interested in stuff that has to do with vampires and so i'm always slightly reluctant to watch something because i'm so worried i'm not going to enjoy it which is really fucking stupid considering there's so many vampire movies that i love that i think that are amazing oh yeah and also more light fair like um what we do in the shadows so i really need to give it give it a chance and, and sit and watch it i know i'll like it oh you'll you'll love it i know you you'll love it but i mean like just just the jokes around like being vampires in staten island you know like who you know can't do fucking anything right they can't they just can't like it, it's it's like if we all became vampires but we were still just like depressed millennials the whole time <laughs> like we should be like I really need to suck some blood, but so yeah, we are out of time. Uh, so you know, we talked about Halloween most of the night tonight. So be on the lookout for our next episode where we'll talk about movies we've watched recently. Um, especially, um, I know Hannah has some opinions that everybody will want to hear. Um, and that'll be our hot takes episode. Speaking of Hannah opinions, uh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's got a pretty hot one. I don't know what yours is yet, but mine is non-existent so far. It's so hard. Yeah, I'm sorry, but it's so hard to think of one when I feel like I can be contrarian in a lot of aspects. So it's really hard to, and that's not necessarily a great thing, but yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it, we'll have plenty of opinions on that episode. So keep an eye out for that. But uh Follow us on Twitter at, at Bloody Bourbon One or just on Facebook at The Bloodlust of Bourbon Podcast. And follow us on, you know, I don't know, wherever the fuck you follow us on or listen to us on. And uh, we'll see you at the end of the month. Bye. Bye. This podcast was made by horror fans like yourself. Intro music by Aaron Burcham. <laughs>